Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night and Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me today is a guy that's going on a six-day boating trip. It's Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? Hey, Cortland. Just a short one this time. Oh, just a tiny one. Luke won't even know I'm gone. I mean, Connor. Just one of them micro six-day trips. Oh, my gosh. I'd be so upset if my dad went on six-day trips all the time like that. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. You won't notice I'm gone. Make sure you go to school. <laughs> I can't even drive yet. Anyway, how you doing today, Brandon? I'm doing all right. That's good. That's good. Glad to hear yeah. it. I have something to say, Brandon. I got kids Do in you? my house. Yep. There's kids in my house. They're playing some video games in the other room. So if there's some, uh, you know, kid commentary overlapping <laughs> that I can't seem to edit out. <laughs> if you hear some woos, just uh, ignore <laughs> it. <laughs> Just get them on in the room. See what they have to say about Are You Afraid of the Dark? They haven't seen the episode yet. And I gotta say, I'm kind of like... Who cares? Do you think this season's a little too scary? Like, I'm kind of hesitant to have my son watch it with me. Honestly, I think it is a little scary for, like, real little kids. Yeah, I think it's... Like, he... I mean, we watched Dead Man's Float, and we watched Night Shift, and he was kind of unfazed by that. But I noticed that with Carnival of Doom... He's more focused on it, and I'm not sure why. These new miniseries aren't as like goofy and cheesy as the old ones. I wonder if that I is mean, it. Maybe that's just a product of the time, because that's just how things were back then. Yeah. But, um, yeah, these, these new ones seem to be trying to go for a little bit of a darker, grounded horror. Yeah. I mean, he likes spooky stuff anyway. I'm just kind of like, alright, we got... One more watch party with Carnival of, or Carnival of Doom, and then we go into Curse of Shadows, and I'm like, do I want my son to watch it with me or not? I don't want him to get scared from it. I don't know. Carnival of Doom didn't really have a, a very scary villain. Like, he was creepy, I guess, but you're not going to look at a guy in a top hat and be like, oh, fuck, he's got a top hat on? But <laughs> this, the... The bad guy in this is very, like, Dead Man's Float, like, yeah. that shit will, will creep you out when you're a little kid. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure that I will, because, like I said, he likes scary stuff, but I don't know. We'll see how it, we'll see how it goes, and I'll figure it out from there. Yeah. We got, like, two weeks figured out. <laughs> two weeks. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's weird that we started out with Are You Afraid of the Dark, but uh, anything cool happened to you this week, Brandon, before we get into the episode? Yeah, um... There's a lot of foods that I miss being in Australia. You poor sweet innocent uh, angel. <laughs> so, sometimes I, I just have to take matters into my own hands and be like, that's it. I'm making Cheez-Its at home or whatever. Uh, hey, you can. That didn't happen. I, well, it's, it's a lengthy process, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that absolutely didn't happen. But uh, <laughs> I did give making egg rolls a shot. Oh, because they yeah. don't have them here, and I love egg rolls. Oh, that's so weird that they don't have egg rolls there. Like, how did you it get is. the wonton wrappers? I mean, they're not even, like, that hard. I mean, they have spring rolls, but they're, like, little and stupid and <laughs> not not as good. That's really awesome. Actually, I do remember you sent me a picture of it, and I said that yeah. they looked delicious. You're a they master, turned out well. Your master roller. Did you, like, fry them in oil? Yeah, I have a deep fryer. Oh, nice. And uh, I put those bad boys in there, and they refused to not float, so the whole time I was just, like, pushing them down in the oil, like, get yeah. down there! Yeah. And they just, yeah, they They're just like, wanted no, to be at the top quit. and escape. 
<laughs> let me out. And I was like, they were like no. pushing him into high oil. Pushing him like that part in Titanic where he pushes the people with the boat oar. <laughs> Not getting in my fucking lifeboat. <laughs> That's really awesome. Did your kids love him? Yeah. Oh, Not, come on. Not so much, but that's all right. I ate like eight egg rolls. I would have too. I would have been more like, fine, for more for me. Yeah. <laughs> Next on my list is pizza rolls. Just mm. all the rolls that I miss. You could just try and do like a big calzone and call it a pizza roll. <sighs> they have to be little. That's the whole point. <laughs> all right, Brandon, are you ready to talk about this episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Let's do it. All right. Well, we just got done watching The Tale of the Night Frights. Brandon, what did you think of this episode? Um, it was good. I liked it. I liked it too. It's a logical continuation of the last episode. Things are heating up. Yeah, I will say, I think it's about exactly what I thought it was going to be. I almost feel like I don't know how there's four more of these. I know, that's what I thought. It feels like the next episode could wrap it up. Well, I have a theory for what's going to happen next, but, um, you know, we'll talk about that at the end. Yeah. I thought it was fun, though. I thought it was a good episode. It was kind of exactly what I was expecting, where the kids have to try and defend themselves from the Shadow Man in silly ways and stuff. But it gave me a really good It vibe, though, um, in one part in particular. Definitely. It had some uh, Nightmare on Elm Street in there. Uh, All right, let's dive in. How about that? How about that, Brandon? Fine. All right. Jeez. All right, so our episode gives us a super quick 20-second recap of the first episode, followed by an aerial shot of the woods with a flashlight beam that's been that you can see in the middle of it. And we hear Luke call out for Connor and then zip to ground level where we see it's totally Luke in the woods looking for Connor. Mm-hmm. We see him see a figure behind a tree and wonder aloud if it's Connor. And then a hand grabs his shoulder and he whips around to find Connor, who asks him what he's doing. And Luke tells him that he's looking for him. So Connor tells him, well, I found me. Come on, well, we gotta keep moving. Luke looks around a little more in the woods and sees that meeting spot from last episode. So obviously that's going to come into play. Yeah. I don't really know how yet, but definitely going to come It'll be a play. thing. Yeah, for sure. The two boys make their way to the clearing with that house and the lighthouse and Luke stops. And Connor turns around asking him if he's coming and Luke nods and they head into the lighthouse. We get a sweet sweeping shot of the outside of this lighthouse and we see the kids walking up towards it. Connor stops. He shines his flashlight on the carving of a heart with TM in it. How sweet. Does it say TM? I thought it said JM. Oh, maybe it said JM. I don't know. Maybe it said TM. I don't know. (laughs) No, actually, you know what? It makes a lot more sense for it to be a J now that I think about it. I'm just silly. Mm. I don't know. I'm dumb. Let's go with JM. Then he walks up on the the lighthouse door and he bashes open open the lock. He opens up the door and Luke tells him, hey, wait, this is not a good idea. Connor asks him what he's talking about since this is the reason why they came all this way. But Luke's right. all, you said we're, we said we're going to check out the lighthouse, not go inside. And Connor smiles saying, what did you think checking out the lighthouse means? Luke asks to go back, but Connor point, ignores Connor. that and walks into the lighthouse. Yeah, like, no, we're just going to look at the outside of this lighthouse and then go home. Yeah, in the dark, make this treacherous journey, get there and be like, huh, that's some pretty nice architecture. Well, let's go. We're out. <laughs> Inside, we see Connor shining his flashlight around, and he says, dude, you have to come see this. And we look inside, and I don't know, maybe it's just me, but there's like, there's nothing in there that looks remarkable in any way. It's just... There's a spiral staircase. It's just a spiral staircase. Spiral staircase? How often do you see spiral staircases in your life? On a daily basis? Like, never. So I guess that's pretty sweet. Yeah, okay, I'm hyped. Let's go to a lighthouse, Brandon. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm in. I mean, how could they not have a spiral staircase? <laughs> they have to. <laughs> Luke walks to the doorway and Connor looks at him saying, What's the matter? Are you afraid of the dark? Total draw. And the door hated that shit, so it slams in Luke's face. <laughs> it's like, ugh. <laughs> Again. It rolls its eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Connor screams and Luke tries to bash the door open. Luke backs away and then he screams and the door bashing stops. And he calls out Connor. And then tries to open up the door, and it and opens up, and he looks up at the spiral staircase, and he calls out for Connor again, and we hear a distorted voice say, Why did you come with me, Luke? And Luke shines his light on a black-eyed Connor, slowly walking his way. And Luke's asking what happened, and Connor repeats, Why didn't you come with me? So I guess I fucked that last line up. Oh, well. Say, saying you left me alone in the dark. You left me, and he got me. Luke gets slowly backed into the lighthouse. Something grabs his neck, and then Luke snaps awake, breathing heavily. And he touches his neck, and he looks over at his mirror, and we see that his black mark on his neck, and then it disappears. And we get our opening credits. Yeah, so that part was very it. Yep. Like, I try not to bring up it, because we bring it up all the time. Well, okay. And I feel like it's it sometimes seems like that's my only frame of reference for horror. <laughs> I know. But okay, so, us and it. It's so many things. It is. It's, it's very reminiscent of it. And I gotta say, so it is... It is one of the two, well, three Stephen King novels, I would say, that Brandon and I were like, one of us read it and then we made the other person read it because, like, it was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of them. The Stand was another and then The Shining. So, like, they're my three favorite Stephen King novels. And um, I like them a lot. I liked, uh, I like It, the movie, the first part anyway, of the new one. Mm-hmm. And the 1990-whatever one was okay. But the, the book is just Tim so Tim Curry's good. great in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's a crazy Pennywise, um, but nothing like the book, but that's okay. And, um, yeah. like, they're three completely different experiences. You can get a completely different experience by reading the book from watching the 1990 movie or from watching the newest one. And it's cool. And I love yeah. it. All I love it. it. <laughs> yeah, so this, this part where he's like, you left me and he got me. You left me and he got me. It's like exactly like Georgie being like, you lied and I died. Yeah, it's great. I love Georgie. It's cool. And it is it is scary. It is, yeah. And his voice is kind of modulated and his eyes are black. Like, I think there's like some um, cryptid called like the Black Eyed Children. I think it was trying to go with like that kind of vibe. So yeah. it was cool. I liked it. Of course, it's just a dream, which is fine. After the credits, we're looking at the outside of a house until we warp inside, and Dad busts into Luke's room telling him it's lights on time, but Luke is already awake and he's finishing up some homework. Dad skeptically says, yeah, looks like homework, then tells him to pack his gym bag for wrestling tonight. Then he says a joke about standing, which I don't understand because I just, I did I don't know. I didn't Googlepedia it like Dad did. I don't know what standing is. Do you know what standing is? I've heard of standing. I couldn't explain it to you. I thought, okay, the only time I've ever heard of standing is when people say, like, oh, I stand this relationship in terms of, like, two video game characters, which is really weird. But um, I just thought it was, like, their personal take on something. I could be wrong. Somebody can correct me. I don't know. I'm not I'm not young anymore. <laughs> no, we're like this dad now. Oh. We're the dad characters. Oh, God. Maybe we always were the dad characters. <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist, man. I'm sitting here like, should I let my son watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? But yeah, this dad comes in and dads it up hardcore. Yeah, he like extra dads it up. Some kind of, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's a funny thing. I'm sure kids 
watching this on uh, uh, you know premiere night were like, "Holy goodness, he said it!" You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right, so he talks about how he Googlepedia'd something. I don't know. Luke tells him, sure, and Dad says that he's proud of him and that he always brings a piece of paper to the wrestling matches in case he goes up against The Rock. Dad retreats <laughs> Dad retreats yeah. from that joke, giving him a wink, and then he tells him to get back to his biology, and Luke tries telling him that it's not biology, and Dad leaves, and Luke opens up his laptop to some 90s urban legend-looking website. <laughs> That's a jerk-off joke if you missed it. I know it is. And I think that there were some tissues in his bed, too, so... Good touches, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, he wakes up sweaty from all the nightmares. <laughs> He's got a t- tissue is He's got a towel off. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's what it is. <laughs> we cut to school where we see Gabby learning to drive, and we also see her mother. She's played by Miranda Edwards, who's in the Snowpiercer TV series. Is that based off a movie? I don't know. Um, there's a Snowpiercer movie. I don't know if that movie is based on a comic book or a novel or anything, but it's based on something. I don't know anything about Snowpiercer, except I think it was directed by the same guy that did Parasite, right? I, I couldn't tell you. All right, never mind. She was also in Arrow as Silencer and in The Magicians. Gabby asks when they can practice more, like on real streets, since Mom drives the same 10 blocks of school and it's not exactly helping. Mom tells Gabby that she hears her, but with her overnight shifts, it's just hard to find the time. Gabby nods, and Mom tells her, uh, how about how about they squeeze in a short drive before her shift tonight? Gabby loves that idea, and we see her get out of the car and walk down some stairs. Okay, this part was cool. We switch over to Hannah. This is all in one shot, I believe. Because we switch to Hannah, who's walking into frame, and she puts in her earbuds and tries to hand out some flyers, but then walks up to the billboard where someone has crossed out one of her flyers and wrote, Go Away on it, which is really stupid. She pulls it down with a sigh and walks away, but then we change focus to Jay, who's walking into the school. He notices some girls talking and says, hey girls, come here often. And a teacher breaks that up. I think it's Miss Schaffner. As Gabby walks in and she asks if she's ready for her meeting. I'm sorry. She may be the only teacher who works at this school. Yeah, I think so. Gabby is uh, ready for that meeting and we switch focus to Luke, who's walking in, who walks up to Hannah saying, hey, still no Connor. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't say it like that, but... He says, come on, I gotta show you guys something. All right. (laughs) Connor's still gone. (laughs) Gabby walks up saying, right now, I can't skip class. And Jay scoots in saying, who cares about class? And Luke says that this is more important than school. She sighs saying, fourth period art studio. It's always unlocked. They nod and leave in separate directions. If you were attacked by a monster the previous night, Brandon, I would expect you to be like, guys, fucking there's a monster. (laughs) It's after me. Yeah, it would definitely be the first thing I say. Yeah, I would be like, guys, shut the fuck up. There's a monster. It's coming for me. Like, <laughs> like we're all cursed, guys. Yeah, but he doesn't. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> he, um, I guess, politely waits until fourth period. I don't know, because we cut over to the art room. And Luke has a list in his hand, and, and Hannah asks what it is. And Gabby reads it saying, for June. Jay says, Connor really planned ahead since that's eight months away. But Hannah reads the last line saying, always say goodbye. Luke says, I don't know. The list was in his backpack along with these, and he holds up some of the lights in the backpack. Jay puts on some light-up glasses and then lights them up as as Hannah says, I'm sorry, but what am I looking at? And Luke tells her, clues. Jay takes off the glasses, asking clues for what. Luke tells him clues to find Connor. Gabby asks how this shit's gonna help, and Luke tells her, I don't know yet. That's why I called them clues. He says this is stuff Connor had with him the night before he went missing. You said he was working on something, right? I think this might have had something to do with it. Just a lot of talking in this the scene 
Yeah, some light banter. Um, Luke suggests they do some digging. Maybe they can stop by Connor's house and see if he left anything behind. Gabby apologizes for the question she's about to ask, then asks if she's sure, if they're sure that this is Connor's backpack. Luke gets up saying that he knows what Connor's backpack looks like, and Gabby lifts it up a little, saying literally everyone has this backpack. You have this backpack. It's a small town. Yeah, right? They don't sell Mario backpacks. Backpack I don't know. In the backpack store. <laughs> Jay pops up saying, and unless he was planning a six-year-old's birthday party, I think we can assume that this isn't his and he lifts up a small string of lights. Hannah adds, if this isn't his backpack, then maybe he didn't go into the woods after all. Luke says that he know he went into the woods, and Gabby asks how he knows, and Luke looks around and says that he had a dream about it, and he explains, when you guys were home last night, did any of you see anything? So I have to comment on Hannah's attire right now. She's wearing a shirt that says, Strong Female Lead. Yeah. Which, at first... I thought like, oh, this is just like when Graham wore a shirt that was like, horror movies are, are cool. Mm-hmm. And it was just a very shorthand way to be like, he likes horror movies. But the more I think about it, that's just a shirt that Hannah would wear. Yeah, pretty much. Hannah's my least favorite. I still don't like mind her, but she's just a little <laughs> bit off to me. Yeah, she's my least favorite character too. Well, uh, it's close. Oh, okay. Between what, her and Seth? Yeah. <laughs> That whole family, just not my favorite. Oh. Well, Seth's my favorite, so fuck off, Brandon. (laughs) Jay, he's the silly guy, he asks, like who, my mom? And the kids giggle a little, and Luke says, I know this is going to sound weird. But then they're interrupted by Miss Schaffner barging in saying, hey, this isn't your your little haven for your breakfast club meetings. (laughs) She's so great. (laughs) If you guys want to have your hangsies, you can hangsies later in detention. She's trying to help them be the breakfast club. They could do it right now. They could be the breakfast club. But they choose not to. Gabby yells that actually we're we're supposed to be in here. And Schaffner asks for what? And she says, uh, because Jay is in charge of decorating the glow dance. And he's got some really creative ideas and asks if we could help during our free period. Schaffner suspiciously, suspiciously asks what kind of creative ideas Jay has. And he says, well, it's a glow dance. So I was thinking things that glow in the dark. Gabby looks at him saying, oh man, and I wish I could help you out, Jay, but I'm just swamped with homework. Hannah agrees, and so does Luke, telling him to have fun, and Schaffner smiles saying, you know what I really like? Those paper cutout stars. You can start by making me a hundred. Thousand. And she hands him some scissors saying, then you can go home. And we see Jay start to cut some stars saying, you got it. Damn. He doesn't say it as (laughs) excitedly as that, but. (laughs) You got it. They fucking abandoned Jay. Yeah, they were they were just out they of there. They were just like, oh, he can stay here and work. We're gonna go. I mean, he doesn't do have he doesn't have to do those stars. And also, it's only fourth period. Doesn't so, like, he? No, no, he doesn't have to. It's Schaffner's only fourth period. Gonna... It's it's fourth period. He has other classes to go to. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> oh well, whatever. She loves those stars. She loves those kids too. They're yeah, the only they're children she interacts with. <laughs> We cut over to Hannah and Luke walking up to Connor's house, and she asks if his dad is home, and Luke says that he goes on a lot of fishing trips, and he won't be back until Sunday. He's on a six-day fucking trip. Mm-hmm. Six-day tour. He's on. It's going to be fucking Gilligan's Island, man. He's going to get lost. Lost at sea. Yep. It's the next one they're going to have to look for. Then they're going to get cursed by the Kraken. Yep. It's going to be season Are three. Dark, Curse of the Kraken. <laughs> I'd watch that. I would, too. That sounds amazing. I love nautical nonsense. Oh my gosh, that's my favorite. They're the spookiest monsters. Yeah. 
Water monsters are scary. Krakens are the best. If you're on a ship in the middle of nowhere, like, there's nowhere you can go. Nah. If a monster's like, well, I'm coming up, then you're just like, fuck, okay. Alright. Yeah, I mean... Guess I'll die. I like krakens a lot, and I love sea serpents, and I just love... I love the water. It's the spookiest place in the whole fucking world. Yep. Luke says all the doors and windows are locked, so there's no way in, but Hannah tells him that there's always a way in. So Luke tries saying that he came came before the meeting to see if there were any spare keys or unlocked windows, but Hannah starts crawling up the house behind him. He turns around and looks, but she's gone, and we hear a noise as the front door opens and Hannah walks out with a sigh, and he asks how she, <laughs> but she's all, I found a way in. So they walk into Connor's house. That's uh, the second scene now where someone's like, how we unlock this thing? And then Hannah just smugly does it. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. She's the master of unlocking. She is. Yep. She's Jill Valentine right there. Inside this house, it's just very decorated. Lots of fish type things. And they're just, they just open up the door to Connor's room and there's a bunch of strung up lights everywhere. Um, Hannah says that it's very party city. Luke thinks it's weird since he hasn't seen it before. Hannah wonders what he's doing with it all, and Luke says, Hey, looks like you got your ring light. And Hannah touches Connor's baseball next to all of his trophies and then says, "Uh, Check to see if you left anything behind, like a train ticket. So they split up and they start walking around his room. Luke picks up a yo-yo and looks at Hannah. She looks at him and asks, What? And Luke asks asks what back, and she says why he's looking at her. He, fum- he tries to fumble an excuse about the light coming down on her. Which like, it's just, you know, it's just, I don't care. It's very out of nowhere, this sudden awkwardness. I think that they're trying to, like, have Hannah and Luke have a relationship, but I think Luke is more interested in Connor, honestly. Yeah, that's what I was getting. So this just comes out of nowhere, and then it doesn't come up again. I know there's still plenty more left, but... yeah. These two characters just didn't have that kind of chemistry no, so far. I feel like Connor and Luke are going to have way more chemistry. Well, so far what we've seen of those two is Connor being like, hey, let's kill the Pope. And Luke being like, I don't think we should kill the Pope, Connor. And Connor's <laughs> like, well, I guess I have to kill the Pope myself. Pretty much. But I don't know. He's a very good friend. He's very worried about him and it's very endearing. And then you have Hannah who just like smugly breaks into shit and he's just like okay (laughs) i don't know i don't know what they're trying to do it's kind of weird yeah so basically hannah finds his laptop they find connor's laptop they open up the laptop they sit on his bed and they are stopped by the password screen but thankfully um connor put a hint on it for some reason which the hint is the wolfman and from what we can tell connor doesn't have a mom he has no siblings so why did he put a lock on his password like why did he put a lock on his computer i mean you put a lock on your computer just cause, but I'm more wondering why he has a hint on That's his, what I mean. Yeah. His password. Like, okay, so you put a hint on your password because your little brother uh, you know, would try to crack it and stuff, and it was fun for you, right? So maybe his dad likes to try to crack his laptop, which is just dad, really weird. Oh. That would be a funny little relationship. Like <laughs> dad's always just trying to get in here and I just gotta make it fun. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> or maybe he just, he's just really forgetful. That could be it. Maybe he's he changes like, uh, it really often. Duh, what was it? Ah, spaghetti. They wonder for just a moment about that password, and Luke says, Monster movie. Try Larry Tabbit, which I maybe he played the Wolfman. 
I don't know. It doesn't work, and it gives a little buzz, which it wouldn't do, but, you know, you gotta, you gotta let people know. They try Werewolf next, which doesn't work. <laughs> Luke complains that this will take forever, but Hannah says that's the best way to get info, since they'll see his messages, the locations, his Google searches, even though he could delete that. And you said it earlier. You thought Connor was working at something, right? We find the password, and Luke says, we find Connor. And she nods, and then we cut to commercial. What if he did just, like, go on a train, though? Um. And then he comes back, and they're, like, in his laptop. <laughs> Massive breach of privacy. <laughs> Breaking into his house. Um, That would be some fucking train magic shit, Brandon. That's what that would be. <laughs> He's like, I was so stuck in a little train. I was yelling at you guys in my, my room, and, and you didn't see me. Fuck off, train magic. That episode sucked. <laughs> it did, though. It wasn't the worst. But yeah, it sucked. Back from the commercial, we're at the abandoned warehouse on the water where the kids are having their meeting. Jay yells that breaking and entering is felony, but Hannah says that mm-hmm. it's just a, that's a stretch. Luke says that no, doesn't matter. That's, that's what definitions mean. <laughs> look what they found in his room. Yeah, right. He pulls up the yo-yo and he says, look, they both match. And he lifts up the yo-yo in the, they found in the backpack, saying it's totally Connors from the woods. Gabby says that's also evidence and suggests that they go to the police. Hannah and Jay agree, uh, Jay saying that while we're at it, you two should report yourselves for breaking and entering. Luke yells, you guys crazy? There's no point in telling anyone. <laughs> no one what? will believe us. Hey, 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 hold on. <laughs> hold on here, Luke. There's no point. Y- you don't have to tell the police that a shadow demon kidnapped him. <laughs> His dad is gone at sea, and there's no one to report him missing. You can just say, hey, this guy's missing. And let them do what they do. There's if no they don't point. help, if if they don't help, then they don't help. But at least you got you got something. No, that's stupid. There's no point. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> maybe he has some inside scoop that the police of Shadow Bay are just useless. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. There's no like, point. like that wasn't like you know it's useless in general to talk to the police. It's just like these police that'd be useless. <laughs> They're not going to do anything. <laughs> they would actively harm this investigation. Yeah, they would impede their slow investigation. What they would do is they would go in the woods to look for this boy. It would be dark. They would all be cursed. And, oh, and they would believe no. them. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's getting cursed up in here. Unless the, the shadow man just likes kids. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, maybe. I don't know. They're we'll find to out. Eat, I guess. I don't know. We don't even know what he does with them yet. Maybe he plays with them, or, like, there's a cool hangout with, like, mac and cheese and video mm. games, you know? Right, sign me up. I mean, that's only a maybe, Brandon, so... I volunteer. <laughs> Hannah argues that they have his backpack, and that's proof, and Gabby suggests maybe he's still out in the woods, and what if he got lost or hurt? Luke's like, maybe we all know what happened to him, and we don't want to admit it. And the kids give him the side eyes, and Gabby asks what he's talking about. He looks at them and says, the Shadow Man... And they kind of sigh, and Luke says, come on, we all heard Sar- Sardo's story. Jay says that Sardo was just a mean old grump obsessed with magic. <laughs> He's the worst part of Hannah and Seth combined. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> Fucking zing. <laughs> Got her. <laughs> Hannah's all like, excuse me? And Gabby says that the Shadow Man is just an urban legend. Luke argues that just because it's an urban legend doesn't mean it can't be true. And he says, think about it. Connor's backpack, all the books about curses... I mean, the photos with the shadowy thing in it, you really all think it's just a coincidence? And they start to tell him there is no Shadow Man, and Luke finally says that he saw him. I'm glad they didn't just instantly be like, yep, 
there's demons, shadow monsters. Yeah. Because, you know, in these stories, it's supposed to be like real life. And there isn't shadow monsters. Well, as far as you know. <laughs> so it would take it would take more than my best friend being kidnapped by a shadow monster <laughs> for me to be like, there might be shadow monsters. <laughs> So, yeah, they do deny it. They're like, that's stupid. But they also ran out of those woods like they were definitely going to die the day before. Yes. It's interesting. Um, I also just don't understand why it took Luke this long to be like, because I saw him. Like, dude. Seriously. You were you were basically If I woke attacked. up from that dream, you'd be getting a text like that second well the first part of it wasn't even part of the dream the at the end of the last episode where his lights kept clapping off and he looked down the hallway and the, he, the yeah. shadow man was strutting after him <laughs> that's true He's, he was power walking down the catwalk towards him luke explains that he was trying to tell them earlier that last night something happened and it felt like a nightmare but he wasn't he, but he doesn't remember falling asleep he was in his room awake trying to figure out what connor was doing with all this stuff and, and he saw him and the shadow man came towards me and then he was gone next thing you know i'm in this dream where connor and i are going to the lighthouse and in the dream shadow man took connor and then he tried to grab me then i woke up thinking that it was just another dream but then i looked in the mirror and i saw and hannah says his handprint <laughs> she nods and luke says yeah how did you know about that and hannah says because last night i think the same thing happened to me except it was very different so i guess maybe the first part like the ending of the last episode was also part of the dream I didn't think it was, but maybe it is. Mm, I don't know. We cut over to Hannah sleeping in her bed with a voiceover from Hannah <laughs> saying that... So I guess we get a story in the story of this episode, too. Saying that she woke up, but she couldn't move. And we see a shadow grow over her bedpost. And then we see her awake in her bed, but she's not moving. And she's looking around. And the voiceover says that her mind was awake, but she couldn't move. They never say it, I don't think, in this. But that's sleep paralysis is what they're yeah. going for. I have that in my notes, underlined and circled. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't just say that. I don't I don't know. Back in the meeting area, she says this kind of thing has, has happened before. When I was little, my mom used to call them night frights. Back in the story, she says, Last night as I was in bed, I saw something. It was in the room with me. I could feel it hiding in the corner watching me. And we see the door open, and the shadow man gets right over Hannah's face and opens its mouth. Then Hannah gets sucked into her fucking bed, just like in um, Nightmare on Elm Street, where like the hand goes over her and sucks her down into the bed just like the way um johnny depp dies in the first nightmare on yeah. elm street spoilers brandon i don't remember if you've seen it i've i've seen that part i don't I've know how you scene. can't see that because it's iconic it's yeah. like it's it's the 80s in a in a movie scene essentially well it's time to compare it to carnival of doom again carnival of doom <laughs> like tried to give nods to horror movies in the sense that it explicitly said Oh, this is like that specific horror movie. Yeah, have you seen or the Changeling? Or they gave Graham they gave Graham a shirt that was like horror movies cool, and they yeah. named the characters after horror directors and stuff like that's cool. But that's all just like very I don't know surfacey kind of stuff. Whereas this, in addition to all the nods to Are You Afraid of the Dark itself, like it also is just celebrating horror movies with nods to horror movies just in the story yeah because this is straight is out cool. of nightmare on elm street there's no denying it and that's okay it looked cool yeah i seen some nightmare on elm street i seen some evil dead in this episode we saw it and we're gonna see it again i think so spoilers <laughs> 
it's cool it's cool it's uh um you know what it's a cool thing okay so i think if you have a kid that's watching this now you know they're they're just starting to get into horror they're introduced to are you afraid of the dark they're seeing these scenes they see this scene that's straight out of nightmare on elm street of the shadow man grabbing hannah and sucking her into her bed they're going to remember that because it's a memorable part and then they're going to see nightmare on elm street and they're going to be like this copied off of (laughs) are you afraid of the dark yeah no, I'm, I'm, they're going to appreciate it more, I think. Uh, they're going to be like, oh, this is where the inspiration came from. You know, if they're critically thinking like that. Yeah. It's cool. It's a really it's a really cool thing to incorporate into a children's show that they, you know, might notice when they become true horror fans. And they watch classic movies. Yeah, it's like when I was a kid and I watched the Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. And there's references to all sorts of shit in the Looney Tunes. Yeah. And then you watch any classic movies and you're like, oh, he's just like quoting Casablanca or the Marx Brothers. Or Godfather. There's so much Godfather. I guess that must have been more Animaniacs, though, because they had the the pigeons. But... Oh, yeah. Animaniacs do everything. I mean, that was literally just that was literally just wise guys slash uh, goodfellas. So. All right. So after getting sucked into her bed, she snaps awake and she gets out to look under her bed and she looks at her arm and we see that handprint that disappears just like luke's did and she gets back in bed and then we come back to the meeting and hannah asks what if the urban legend was true jay says even if it is you're forgetting one thing my alarm went off and we got out of the woods before sunset there was still light in the sky so according to the story the curse wouldn't even affect us we're not going to find connor by just scaring ourselves sometimes a nightmare is just a nightmare we're not cursed all right well that solves that i mean there's two people that have seen the shadow man now and they're just like shut up they don't even question the fact that three hours of time just, like, was gone. I don't know. Whatever. Shut up. Gabby nods saying that he's got a point. Hannah agrees and Luke just stares. And Gabby gets up saying, sorry, but I got a blast. Jay's all, you're leaving? Who cares about the PS- PTSAs, Gabby? Gabby tells him it's the PSATs. And she can care about Connor and her future at the same time. But this isn't even about that. Her mom's letting her drive tonight. Luke snaps to a realization saying, okay, hold on. Her mom's letting her practice driving tonight. She, I have to say practice because Luke snaps to a realization saying, oh man, practice. Because he forgot that he has to go to the gym and practice wrestling. Yep. From the same guy who like three hours earlier was like, fuck school, fuck classes. We got to find Connor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, so he gets into this, um, this gymnasium and the coach tells him to change and that's that. We cut back to Gabby, who's riding her bike up to Mom, who's getting in her car. And she asks, what's going on? And Mom says that she got called in early and they, they need all hands on deck tonight. She asks, what about driving? But Mom tells her that they'll have to fit it in another time. And Gabby sadly walks her bike to her house. And we get a nice shot of her of the sunset over the roof, followed by an aerial shot of the neighbors where the shadows are moving. We look past the unstable cliff signs to see that some shadows are crawling along the ground towards them. And followed up by a straight up Goosebumps intro shadow coming to change a dog. I don't. <laughs> Over with Jay, he's sitting in his room reading a comic called Night Frights. That's very fitting. I don't know hmm. how I that like happened. I've heard that before. Yeah. He hears a door open up and ignores that. And in the comic, it is of him reading the comic. He looks at the cover, then back in the comic, and it shows him uh, going downstairs and opening up a door. So he does exactly that, and we get a shot of him opening the door and heading down the stairs. This is really cool, I thought. Like, they did a really good job 
with the comic book panels matching up with what was actually in his house and mm-hmm. it was so um it was really surreal and it very it, it was very reminiscent of it to me again this one is something that pennywise would do to a kid oh definitely but you know what i would do if i saw a comic book not follow the comic <laughs> yes <laughs> That is the last thing I would do if it was like, and then Brandon got up. I'd be like, no, he fucking didn't. I know. I don't know what he Brandon was sat right here and ate Cheez-Its. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't make them. <laughs> God damn it. But in the comic book, it says I did. It lied. He looks at the comic again, which shows him at the foot of the stairs with some shadow tentacles behind him, following, followed by him looking down the stairs. He lowers the comic to see exactly what the comic panel showed him. Um, then he walks down the stairs and he looks over at a box and then at the comic where it shows that the box has a hand coming out of it. He looks at the box and it starts to move and he runs upstairs and we warp to his room where he yells at his phone to call Luke. And it does, but Luke's at wrestling practice. So we warp back to Jay who's furiously reading about Twilight, which is the time of the day when mm. the sun below, sun's below the horizon. those movies. <laughs> he gets Luke's voicemail and he screams, Luke, we're in trouble. Listen to this. In October... Twilight can last an hour after the sun is already down, which means that true sunset happens before the sky gets dark. Oh my god, we didn't get out of the woods in time. I was wrong. And then we cut to commercial. Yeah, he says, I was wrong, and it cuts to commercial. (laughs) I liked that. It's probably a throwback to some movie, but I don't know which one it is. They're eating her. Then they're going (laughs) to eat me. I was wrong. (laughs) Maybe that's it. Back in the show, we pan up to Hannah with her laptop open, and she's writing some stuff down in her little notebook, and we see some hands reach up from behind her, and Seth pops up yelling a little. And he asks what he has to do to be in the Midnight Society. Hannah tells him nothing because they don't want him. And he's all, come on, how do I get in? Hannah sighs, saying that he's got to tell a scary story. So Seth You have to convince your parents to tell Hannah that she can't go to the Midnight Society (laughs) meetings unless she takes you. (laughs) Yep, that's how you do it. That's That's the the annoying brother clause. The Tucker special. (laughs) Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your wrestling coach. Thank you so much for listening into our show. Whether you're a new listener or a longtime fan, we always appreciate you spending some time with us. Looking to support the show and get access to sweet bonus content? Become a patron for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash private island and get instant access to full-length episodes the moment I'm finished editing them. Higher tiers get more rewards like shirts, stickers, bonus episodes, and so much more. We've got hours of extra content available now. I'd like to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Eddie, Mia, Tristan, Kaylee, and Veniswitch, the Silver Goth, Shane, Evelyn, Stephen, Matt, Gerilyn, and Brittany, the Golden Day Days, Faith, Sarah, and Angela, and the Platinum Bostics, Bryce, Kathy, and Matt. Thank you so much, everyone. Our show wouldn't be the same without you. Give us a follow on Instagram at Private Island Presents and Twitter at PRVT Island, and check out all of our handmade content. We work hard making memes, GIFs, videos, abridged episodes, and so much more that really enhances the show. Want a nice nostalgic kick? Take a look at all of the content from the first five seasons of Are You Afraid of the Dark? We watch full-length episodes every Wednesday night at 8pm Eastern, live on Instagram, so stop by and say hello. For a quick link to all of our socials, the YouTube page, merch store, and more, check out the link in the episode description. If you'd like to help us out in another way, be sure to give us a 5-star review on Apple Podcasts. 
We've been sitting in the top 100 podcasts for TV and film reviews, and I'd love to grow into the top 50. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for his work on the music for our show, aside from this theme dating start from Undertale composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. We've got just a few episodes left before we've covered all 100 episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? For now, I'll let you get back to the show. Bye, everyone. Seth says that he can be scary, but Hannah tells him, no, it's got to be scary, scary, and he wouldn't cut it. Seth says that he can be scary, and Hannah whips around asking if he's working on a new magic trick or something, and suggests he goes to his room to practice. Seth says it's too hard, but she yells, yeah, so is this, and she can't focus when he's in there. And we look at her laptop, and she's looking up the wolfman and clues and running down a whole bunch of buzzwords to try for the password. Her phone rings, and it's Jay, so she picks it up. He asks if she's alone, and she says... Well, this call got creepy fast. Didn't quite hit for me. Seth's home, but our moms are out of, out at their bowling league. Jay tells her, no, look around. Are you alone? And she looks around saying, yes. Is this where you pop out wearing a ghost face mask or something? Jay tells her that she's in danger and she hangs up saying, bye. The phone rings again, so she answers saying that she doesn't have time for this, that she's trying to figure out Connor's password. Jay quickly tells her that they're cursed and she says, what? Jay explains he got the time wrong and the sunset before they got out of the woods, and Hannah asks how he knows, and he tells her that he, it doesn't matter, that her and Luke were right, and he thinks it's coming after them. A door shakes, and it scares Hannah, and it bangs open, and Jay yells, It's the Shadow Man! Make sure the door's locked! He then tells her to stay quiet and not to hang up, but she hangs up and looks around, and she stands up and checks out the window where we see a shadow at her door. See, Luke, this is how you do it. You see some spooky shit, you mm-hmm. call your friends up immediately... Yeah. And try to help them. Yep. You should say, I got a cursed com. Well, that could, she'd probably hang up before that. But yeah, he did. He handled it like really well. He did the best he could knowing that Hannah was going to hang up at any moment. (laughs) She looks back outside and the shadow's gone. So she looks around the room and she locks her front door and turns off the light. There's a bunch more banging at the door and she runs and hides by the sofa. The door unlocks and opens up and the lights turn on. Hannah looks over to see Seth with a mask on, who says, told you I could be scary. And Hannah's all, Seth? And he pulls the mask off and drops it to the ground, saying, mask drop. And eyes, and we cut over to wrestling practice. But before that, Brandon... <laughs> I hate this kid. He's amazing. Stop it. <laughs> mask drop. Fuck off. This mask, it's the Dark Dragon, right? Yeah. Okay. I thought Gotta so. Gotta be. It has to be. It's, the, it's, it's Casey's or Keith's face from the Tale of the Dark Dragon. Casey. <laughs> Hi, yes, this is Casey now, and he put on a, a hideous mask. We're back at wrestling practice. Coach is giving an inspirational speech saying that practice is where the real work is, okay? He tells the kids to get out of there, except for Luke, since he has to stay late to do laundry because he was late to practice. All the kids throw their towels at Luke, and we cut should to Gabby, skipped. who's getting ready for a run. He should have just skipped. Like there was Connor ain't doing laundry. He's He's dying. Yeah. <laughs> And you're here washing underwear. Some friend you are. Gabby's outside. She's getting ready for this run. She checks her phone that says that she has three missed calls from Jay, as well as a text that says 911 from Jay. Then another text that says Shadow Man. So Gabby stops, and we see her look at a figure. She runs away from it, and she runs a corner to see the Shadow Man standing in the road. She turns away from him and starts running, but ahead of her is the Shadow Man again. So she runs in another direction, and then in front of her is the Shadow Man again. Oh, uh, pretty cool that scene. Guy. I liked it. 
I mean, she's just like yeah. surrounded by Shadow Man. Shadow Men's. Maybe there's lots of them. She bumps into a girl asking if she's okay, and Gabby yells, No, there's a man following me. And the girl asks, What man? And Gabby points to the Shadow Man saying, There. Because, like, she points literally at the Shadow Man because he's not, he didn't disappear yet. She that, says, that shadowy man there. Man there. <laughs> the girl. Oh, uh, oh, that man. Okay. Well, the girl can't see anyone saying that there's nobody out there. And Gabby slowly looks at the Shadow Man saying, The Shadow Man. And she runs away, and then we cut to commercial. So it's kind of cool. Like they show us that people that aren't cursed can't see the shadow man. But mm-hmm. why were they able to see the shadow man in the picture then? You know, like if she sat Shut there and up. took pictures, would would she be like, see, he's right here. Or like if she just stood there and got grabbed and then she'd be like, see, I was right. As she gets pulled into the woods. <laughs> like, Yeah. Um, maybe cameras and video cameras are cursed. Oh, shit. They were produced in those woods. We cut over to Seth practicing a magic trick from an off-brand YouTube video. Yeah. Where he's, where he's got a ball on a string. And the guy on the video says, One, two, Shandu. Voila. And the globe of light is floating in front of him. Oh, Shandu, you've fallen so far. <laughs> I'm not going to complain because, like, they have already put in so many references. Like, it's okay that they didn't say Shandu can do. Right? That doesn't matter. Yeah. You don't need the exact words. Nah, I mean, it's cool that Shandu's in there at all. If that even is Shandu, I don't know. It's... He's a Shandu. He's not the Shandu. Yeah. <laughs> the Shandu lives in Canada somewhere. Right. Also, he's dead. Yeah, he fucking vaporized just like Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi. So He was just like, here's the stick. Fuck off. Psh. Seth tells that Shandu to shut up and he closes his laptop and he sighs and then he grabs a notebook and a pencil and we see him write my scary story. And then we warp over to Hannah getting a call from an unknown caller. He really wants in the Midnight Society. <laughs> Imagine, you're like, I've got to come up with a scary story. I'm going to write my scary story at the top. That's how you know it's my scary story. <laughs> I know what you mean, but this kid's only like nine. <laughs> yeah. It's another reason why he shouldn't be in the Midnight Society, though. Well, Tucker was like a fetus when he joined, so... I <laughs> guess. I mean... I suffered through years of Tucker before we got oh. Tucker 4.0. Where we got Hip Hop Tucker eventually. <laughs> we knew that he would evolve into Hip Hop Tucker. Okay. Yeah. Like, it was inevitable. So I mean, maybe if we got a few years worth of this kid, it'd eventually pay off. Yeah, he'd eventually, um, you know, he'd be like fucking Harry Potter, Vipendo, just <laughs> magicking everyone. There you go. He'll be the new Shandu. We warp over to Hannah. She's getting a call from an unknown caller. She answers it, but it's just someone breathing on the other end. She tells him, Jay, I know it's you. I can tell by your mouth breathing. If you want something to do, help me with this password. And the door behind her slowly creaks open, but she doesn't notice as she goes on about how she doesn't know if he's more annoying or her little bro is more annoying. And then she and then she notices the door opening and she hangs up the phone. She stands up. I think she answers the phone just so she can hang up. Yeah, well. She's the, like, ignoring the call is just not not aggressive enough. No. I'm going to pick it up, say two words, and then boop, <laughs> cut you off mid-sentence. Pretty much. She stands up, and we switch to Seth writing his notes, which include Haunted Train, Alien Lunch Lady, Lost at Summer Camp, Hannah is a Vampire, Hannah is an Alien, Hannah is a Zombie, Hannah is a Witch, and he crosses out the line of Hannah being a Zombie. Back with Hannah, she walks up to and closes the door, giving it a good lock. And the lights, the lights cut out, and she calls out, Seth, quit being dumb. 
And we hear Seth call out, I'm in my room, you're dumb. (laughs) (laughs) I liked that part. It was pretty good. I'll give you that one. Hannah sighs and walks back over to her laptop when the lights of a car come into her window and blinds her for a moment. She looks back at the corner of her room to see the shadow of a man. (laughs) She slowly walks towards it and the shadow moves away. So she looks around and we see the shadow move down her hallway and head over to Seth. In Seth's room, his trick globe thing falls off the bed and he looks at where it was and we cut back to Hannah turning on the lights of her hallway saying, You're not funny, Seth. And the lights flick off and Hannah looks back to Seth's door. With Seth, he looks under his bed to see the globe on a string. He reaches out for it and he grabs it and he gets up and he hears some creaking, followed by footsteps coming his way. In busts Hannah saying, Seth, stop turning off the lights. And he yells that he's not turning off the lights and then they argue and Hannah's all, how would you like it if I turned off your lights, huh? And she snaps his lights off and the shadow man appears behind her. Pretty good. Seth screams and she turns around to see the shadow man. She freaks out and jumps on the bed with Seth and the shadow man starts heading towards them and Seth throws the globe at him. It hits the light switch and it turns on and the shadow man disappears. Hannah looks at Seth. Seth looks at Hannah and we cut. That was pretty good. I liked that. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of shadow man. Yeah, right? Isn't that kind of surprising for like just the second of six episodes? Like this yeah. is, is kind of like action packed. I mean, like we saw the goods in episode one and I was surprised then. But now this dude's just like all over. Yeah. Now we're in a Zoom meeting of sorts with Gabby and Jay, and Gabby's explaining that she looked like a crazy person to this girl, and Hannah calls in, and we cut to a three-way call, and she says, guys, the curse is real. Something just attacked us in Seth's room, and he was just trying to grab me, just like in my dream. And Jay tells her to shut up and asks if anyone heard from Luke. We cut over to Luke in the locker room, and he's wheeling a big cart full of towels, and he's just grabbing more towels that are around, and the lights buzz off, and he calls out, hello? Back in the three-way call, Jay says that they gotta get to the school because Luke's in danger. Gabby asks, then what? What's the plan? We need somewhere we can go to stick together. Jay suggests the loft. And Hannah's all, in the dark ship building? Are you joking? So that must be where they do their meetings. Mm -hmm. Jay then suggests Gabby's house because her mom works nights, but she's all, you think I want that thing coming to my house? Boy, you crazy. Hannah says that she knows where they can go, but first they gotta get Luke. Gabby asks how they're going to get there since it's everywhere, but Hannah says that she has an idea and she's not going to like it. And we cut to a garage door opening and it's Gabby and she's looking at a car saying, I'm so not going to get my license after this. She screeches out of the garage and rips down the road and then we cut back to Luke. Luke is walking through the locker room and one of the lockers opens up on its own and he sees that shit and nopes the fuck out of there and goes and puts on his coat. He grabs his bag and then he's about to leave, but he sees a shadow of a hand in the hallway. So he goes and hides a little... And the showers turn on on their own, and then we cut over to Seth and a car honking. Seth is up in his room when in busts Hannah with some sleeping bags and stuff, and she yells to hurry up. Seth complains, saying that he's got to make it look real, and we see that he's making it look like he's in bed, except he's using his dark dragon face mask as a head. We zoom over to the car with Gabby in the driver's seat and Jay in the passenger seat, and Jay yells, Let's go! This is a rescue mission, not an Uber! Jay then tells Gabby to run every red light, and she freaks out, saying that she's already breaking the law without a license. He says, that's why you have a permit. There's an evil shadow monster chasing us. Now drive. Drive it like you stole it. And she hits the gas and they're out of there. It's a real stealing cars vibe with these new episodes, isn't there? Yeah, it is. And uh, I don't know. I kind of want to steal a car. I see it and I want to do it. Are you afraid of the darks? (laughs) Moral of the story is just, if you have an intrusive thought, just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Steal the car. (laughs) Don't think, just do. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Brought to you by Are You Afraid of the Dark? Back with Luke, he's sitting down next to some lockers. He gets up and he heads to the main part of the gym, and as he walks down the dark hallway, the Shadow Man steps out from behind him. He runs into the big gym, but the Shadow Man appears in front of him. In runs Jay, who turns on the lights, and the Shadow Man disappears. And he calls for Luke to come on, but that they gotta get out of here, and the kids run out of the school and up into Gabby's van. We get a cool shot of the Shadow Man walking up the stairs of the school. And then um, Luke, Luke looks back, and then we cut to another commercial. Lots of commercials in this episode. It's a long episode. After commercial, we're back in Connor's house, because that's where they decided to go, and, and all the kids are sitting in a heavily lit room. Hannah's pulling stuff out of her backpack, like salt, like sage, salt, candles, a wine glass that she calls a chalice, some herbs, her mom's essential oil, and finally the books on curses. Luke holds up a little dagger thing asking what it is, and Hannah says it's an athame used for sacrificial rituals. Luke kind of pushes it into his head, <laughs> and it retracts. Gabby makes a joke, and Seth takes the knife back, saying that he's been looking for it. Hannah asks Jay what he brought, and he dumps out some bags of chips and shit, and Gabby asks why he brought those, and he says that he's gotta eat. <laughs> he's not wrong. I know. We gots to eat! <laughs> he doesn't say it like that at all, so... <laughs> he should, though. Yeah, missed opportunity right there. Luke asks what Gabby brought, and she's got some water, a first aid kit, a whistle, a phone chargers, and some money. Jay takes the money for safekeeping, and Gabby takes it right back, saying that it's safer with her. Seth asks if anyone wants to see what he brought, and Hannah asks if it's a bunch of toys from his magic kit. He scrunches his face, and Gabby tells Luke that they that they all brought him some stuff like clothes and a toothbrush, and Luke thanks them for saving him at the school and then apologizes for it being his fault. Gabby says that they all went into the woods together and there's no blame. Hannah pipes up saying she blames Jay a little bit. <laughs> but he's all, really? The sunset thing again? And they argue, but Luke breaks it up saying that they don't know when the thing's going to come back again. So they should probably get some sleep. Two of them should stay on guard. I mean, let's let's be real here. That Twilight thing, I don't know if that's really how it is or anything about Twilight, but like, it's not his fault. So shut up. No, like they went into those woods and the time like disappeared anyway so if they had an extra hour or whatever it would have just been like an extra 10 seconds for them yeah and also i feel like the the shadow man wouldn't be so pedantic about time like dark means dark if he's like you know i come out in the dark he's not gonna be like well technically (laughs) there's this twilight thing yeah i checked the time zones on the map and it's like cross this line and you're not cursed (laughs) no dark is dark yeah but you know what it doesn't really matter (laughs) they're cursed they're cursed (laughs) we cut over to jay and gabby who's unrolling their sleeping bags and jay tells gabby to look over at her haunted night frights comics book and she says that she's not into comics but jay's all yeah that's the point this is a haunted comic book and can predict the future look see this guy that's me gabby tells him all the more reason not to care does Jay wonder at all where he got this comic book? Because he just had it in his hands. You know? No, he just likes comics. Okay. He's just like, ooh, free comic. Ooh, what's this? <laughs> Doesn't even pay any mind to, like, the Shadow Man slaving away at a desk drawing that comic. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, ooh, dope. <laughs> Jay asks why she's studying because school doesn't matter anymore and she tells him to you 
because she's like reading a book or whatever we look over at seth who's writing his scary story and asks how do you spell nauseating as in her super gross alien skin was super nauseating to everyone Gabby asks what he's doing and Hannah, who's on a laptop, says that he's trying to write a scary story. Seth then declares that he wants to join the Midnight Society. Jay asks, and your scary story is about aliens? And Seth tells him no and whispers, Hannah. Jay smiles, saying, ooh, and gives Seth a fist bump. The door opens up and in walks Luke with a shirt on that says G-R-L-P-W-R, girl power. Jay and Seth laugh and Gabby tells him that he looks great and that it really pops. He sits down next to Hannah asking if she's made any progress and she says no and I'm almost at the end of my list. Entering passwords does not take that much time. No. You're just kind of like, nope. You know, next one. <laughs> like she's so good at breaking into things. I'm surprised she's not like an expert hacker. <sighs> They're just like, we can't get into this laptop. And then she smashes on the keyboard for a few seconds and then... She pushes him aside like uh, that one guy from Dawn of the Dead when he takes the shots at the zombies. <laughs> 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 oh mr sass i think we named him oh. <laughs> yeah good stuff jay says that maybe he's he's not talking about the movie but maybe he's talking about the wolfman comic book character try gary hampton she does and that's wrong too gabby suggests what about connor's werewolf story remember he pranked us on a full moon luke tells them yeah the tale of the quicksilver hmm I mean, um, the tale of the full moon is right there. Yeah. I'm not going to, like, lie, though. Quicksilver is more evocative of werewolf to me than uh, a dead teenage ghost, you know? I mean, definitely. So I didn't really mind, but, like, come on. Why didn't you just say full moon? It was the one werewolf story <laughs> the whole show. But whatever. That has to be it. So she tries Quicksilver, but it buzzes nope. So Hannah sighs and asks Luke if he has any ideas, since he knows Connor the best. Luke gets kind of sad, saying, Connor was running away from that thing for three days, and he had no idea. And says even if Connor would have told him, Luke wouldn't have believed him. Then he complains that he can't even think of an idea for his stupid password. The only thing he knows Connor loves is the Midnight Society and baseball. He complains more about what kind of terrible friend he is, and then says that this is his fault. Gabby asks what he's talking about, and Luke shakes his head, saying nothing. I just wasn't there for him. Seth asks if Connor was the leader of the Midnight Society, and Luke nods. And Jay says, sort of, yeah. And Seth asks how he can be sort of the leader. Okay, so this part is kind of weird to me. Um, mm -hmm. Gabby puts down her studies, and she picks up a comic called Monster Killers, saying, look, this is us. Seth crawls over and she says, the five members of the Midnight Society, we make a good team, but we all have our strengths. She points at a character on the comic book cover with two knives saying, this is Luke, the dagger. Small but reliable. Luke asks Hannah what that means and she says it means you're small, really tiny. Gabby tells Seth that this is her, she's the crossbow, quick and stealthy. This one is Hannah, she's the gauntlet, the fighter. Jay asks why Hannah is the gauntlet and Hannah's all, excuse me, I can throw hands. Luke agrees, and Jay's, Jay's all, oh, so can I. And they give him a look like he's an idiot, and he's all, okay, never mind. What am I? Gabby tells him the shield. Jay, Jay is the shield, the protector. Jay thinks the shield is lame, but Gabby says he's not expected to fight, but looks over the group. And that brings us to Connor, the sword. He's the one who takes charge and leads the way for them. Seth asks if Connor's gone, who's the new leader? And the kids kind of look around awkwardly for a moment, and then there's a bang on the front door. What was that? Yeah, that was a weird scene, because Seth asks, his question is, how can somebody be kind of the leader? 
Yeah. And Gabby goes all that way, assigning them Dungeons and Dragons classes to say, (laughs) well, he's the leader because he leads and he's the leader. But that doesn't answer the question. That's not what he was asking. No, but why do we get these classifications? Like, okay, spoilers for, like, a next the next scene. It, uh, it, it like, dictates what weapon they choose to fight the Shadow Man, right? But, like, yes, like why, it, this is, It's all very Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. And you're the frog. Um, Which, I'm not gonna lie, I love. But... No, it's awesome. It's fucking awesome. But also, I have a problem because Hannah is not the fighter. Hannah is the goddamn sneaky thief rogue. Yeah, who picks locks? Right? Why and wasn't she the Luke crossbow? Is a goddamn wrestler. He's the fighter. Wow. Yeah, I didn't think about that at the time, but you were so right. Yeah. I mean, it was just like Hannah. She's like you know the tough. She's a strong female. In your face, save the yeah. world. But yeah. no, she's she's a lock pick. That is fantastic points, Brandon. Didn't think about that. If he's not the 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 fist, I mean the gauntlet, he could at least be the sword, right? Yeah, you'd think. The kids all freak out. Hannah saying, Seth, please tell me that's just you outside with a Halloween mask. And the door bangs some more and Seth yep, crawls away that's scared. me. I'm out there. <laughs> the other four kids stand together and we cut to commercial. Back from it, Jay says, he's here. A foot breaks open a bit of the door and she... <laughs> This was fun. It breaks off like a square of door. <laughs> like it just busts through it. And then the shadows start to pour into the house. Yeah. <laughs> that was weird because I was waiting the whole time. Like, this thing bangs on this door for like a minute. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I was like, well, this has to actually be a person trying to get in this door. Because why would the Shadow Man just be out there banging on a door like, hey, let me in. Yeah. Um. So I was like, man, they're taking an awful long time to for it to be like, oh, the dad's back or something. And That's why wouldn't he just say, be. hey, <laughs> let me in. Why is this... <laughs> Like, let me in my own house. But, no, it is the Shadow Man just like... <laughs> yeah, he's just kicking the door. <laughs> you guys, let me murder you. I don't know why he didn't just, like, materialize underneath the door frame or, like, down the chimney or something. Or just appear in the shadows, right? I don't yeah, know. that's what he does. It's fine, though. Like, it's okay. It's whatever. It's spookier if he kicks through the door and <laughs> goes, I'm coming in. It's like, fuck Connor's dad. You better get lots of fish to pay for this damn door. (laughs) These shadows, they crawl over to the wall and they materialize into the shadow man. And he quickly finds Seth and drags him from under his hiding spot. He gets pulled down the hallway and the kids move into action. Yes. It's pretty cool. Luke and Hannah grab Seth's arm to try and pull him back. And Gabby starts trying to turn on the lights, but they aren't working. The shadow man turns around and growls at Luke and Hannah, who who let go of Seth. So... (laughs) So Seth gets dragged down the hallway some more, and the kids grab his arm again as Jay grabs a flashlight. He turns it on, and he runs over to the Shadow Man, but he falls, and the flashlight flies through the air, and the beam of light hits the Shadow Man, and he poofs away. And the kids all get up, and they run into Connor's room, which is all lit up from all of the stringed-up lights and stuff. Hannah asks Seth if he's okay, and we look at his leg, and the grab marks on it disappear. Luke asks what Jay did, and he starts apologizing, because he thought like Luke was complaining that you know he dropped the flashlight. But Luke's all, no. How did you hurt him? They figure out it was a flashlight, and Luke looks around Connor's room saying that he doesn't like lights. He's called the Shadow Man, but... I was so thrown off by this, because I felt like I was missing something. Mm -hmm. Because I had assumed that they knew this a long time ago. I mean, it's Because literally every time the lights come on, or any kind of light hits him, he disappears. So I just assumed they 
assumed that. I mean, it's the easiest assumption. It's named Shadow Man. It disappears every time you turn on the lights. I don't know. So when they had this big revelation, I was like, "Wait, what? What? What happened? What did you? What did you discover?" Yeah, it's handled a little silly, but eh, whatever. Like the idea, it's kind of an insult, really. If you think that the audience doesn't know that the the lights are what hurt the monster at this point, like the audacity of this to be like, audience, the lights is what hurts it, like. Fucking of course it is. <laughs> it's all interesting to me, but I have another problem with it that I'm going to talk about after this scene, I think. The kids hear the growl of a shadow man and the lights start to buzz in and out until they turn off. So Luke turns on the flashlight and the kids all nod and we see them all grab different sources of light. Hannah grabs a string of Christmas lights and she wraps it around her knuckles, kind of like brass knuckles. Gabby grabs a yo-yo, um, Jay struggles to find some fiber optic glowing thing, and Luke has a flashlight. The door opens up and Jay complains that he doesn't know how to fight with these things, and Gabby tells him to be the shield. He goes back over to pick up a new light, light source. The shadow man appears in the doorway and Luke shines his flashlight on him, getting him to disappear. He appears in another corner of the room and is quickly shined on. This happens a few more times until it's Gabby's turn, and she spins the yo-yo and throws it his way to light up in his face, because this is, you know, a light up yo-yo. And that works somehow. It appears she behind Hannah's weapon. She does. It's like she has to continuously spin it, I think, to make it light up. Um, yeah. It's like being the ninja shuttle with the nunchucks. <laughs> it appears behind Hannah, who punches with her light up fists. <laughs> Did you ever play the game Alan Wake? Pretty sure no. we played it together a little bit, didn't we? I, I think I watched you play a little bit of it, but I never played it myself. Okay. Well, it's very Alan Wake. Is that... They, I like, remember... wrap themselves in Christmas lights. It's a great idea, and I like it. That's all yeah. I'm going to say about that. This sequence is fantastic. And um, when we talked to JT Billings about it, he kind of hyped us up for this scene, saying that they have to find makeshift weapons, and it's it was fun. It's cool. I think it's awesome. Yeah. It ends up behind Luke, and he grabs him by the throat, and it lifts him up, and for some reason, the kids just kind of watch. <laughs> <laughs> Jay finally picks up the glow ring that was mentioned earlier and he tells the kids to shield their eyes and he turns on his shield because it's this big shield looking thing. It's like Captain America's shield and it shines on the shadow man and then he says, boom, how do you like the shield now? And he takes a step and his shield gets unplugged from the outlet and the shadow man starts growling from all around them and the kids, except for Seth, are all huddled together and they prepare for a fight when finally Hannah asks, Hey, where's Seth? Oh, yeah. That she says it a little more, you know, like, oh, shit, where's Seth? But whatever. We look over at Seth, and he's got this glowing orb from earlier. It's the trick that he tried to do from Shandu. And he turns it on saying, please let this work. And he hovers the globe in front of him, and he takes some steps. And Hannah runs over to the wall outlet and plugs in Jay's shield. The Shadow Man appears from in the closet, and the kids all point their light at it. And the screen shakes a whole bunch and all the shadows get sucked into the closet and the door slams. And the lights all come back on and Luke walks over to the closet door. He opens it up but there's nothing inside. And Seth is all, voila, super orb. Magic trick. Uh, the kids look again in the closet and Luke slams the door. So the Shadow Man can just turn people's lights off too, then? That's, right? that's the thing I was wondering and I don't know. It's like... Like, they have lights, but it seems like he can just turn these lights off. Yeah. So when they were like, which place should we go? And they're like, we can't go to the boat thing. That's that's stupid. Like, what makes one place better than another? 
because it just seems like it'll turn everything dark anyway. Yeah. Like, I mean, they picked the right place because they have all those makeshift weapons, but, like, yeah. he turned the lights off in the room, so why didn't that turn off the lights in their hands and stuff? Yeah, I don't... It's very inconsistent. Yeah. Like, ultimately, I don't care, but... He's just in the local grid. He's not in... <laughs> you know. He can't do batteries. <laughs> <laughs> no, batteries are his weakness. Lights, not so much. Yeah, like, I don't care. Cause I'm just being a little bit no, critical here, because no. I think this is really sweet anyway. But um, I just kind of thought it was weird that he has the power to turn lights off as well. Which they kind of showed us in the first episode when he blew out all those candles, I guess. But even so, it just kind of makes him unstoppable, really, if you think about it. Because he can just be I like, mean, nope, flashlight's off now. Yeah, lights shutting off in the room you're in is like the sign that the Shadow Man's there. We cut to the kids looking around Connor's room. And Hannah says, now we know how Connor survived for three days. Except it just showed us that he can turn off lights. But he figured out the Shadow Man doesn't like light. Luke's all, yeah. What else do you think he figured out? And he pulls he out the note that again. One. Good job, Connor. <laughs> That's that very simple solution, yeah. He pulls out that note again saying candles make light, but none of the other things on this list make any sense. Seth says maybe it doesn't make sense to him since he's Luke and not Connor. He needs to keep being Connor to keep being Luke. Jay then says that he doesn't know how he understood that, but maybe Wizard Boy has a point. Seth corrects him saying magician, not wizard, shield boy. Gabby pipes up now saying he's right. You're the one closest with Connor. So tell us, if you were him, and you just found out that you were cursed, what would you do? Luke shakes his head saying that he'd try to break it. And Hannah says then that was what he was doing. Luke looks over at Connor's shit saying baseball. He walks over and he grabs a card. He turns around saying Connor loved the Midnight Society and baseball. And he shows us a card that has a picture of a batter on it that says Lee Booker the Wolfman. They try that on the laptop and it works. And we see on the screen that some sort of obituary is on display for a girl named June Murphy. So you were right. It must have been JM, not TM. Because June Murphy, that makes more sense, right? Mm-hmm. And a big notepad that has some notes on it. I couldn't quite read them. There's also some tabs open on how to hold a seance and one for a list of internet searches. Hannah tells us that this is that this June Murphy died in 1996, and maybe she was one of the Shadow Man's victims. She then says, look at this, and it's the seance tab, and Gabby explains it's a ritual to talk to ghosts, and Luke pulls out the paper list again from his pocket. Seth wonders if Connor was trying to talk to a ghost, and Hannah explains the ritual, saying, the ritual says that you have to have a picture of the one you want to summon, and her and Luke both say, and always say goodbye at the same time, and Luke realizes that the list is stuff to gather for the seance, and he says, guys, I know what we need to do to break the curse. We got a hold of seance. And that's the end of the episode. Yep. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was a good episode. Yeah, it was. I'm really I'm really um, digging this season, gotta say. I mean, like everybody, I'm sure, they all want Midnight Society anthology campfire stories, and that'd be cool too, but for what we got, I like it. It's a good story so far. Better than Carnival of Doom. Yeah, without a doubt. Like I said last episode, I'm genuinely excited to see what's going to happen next. I'm super excited to see where the story's going to go. I'm not a huge fan of seances, so I hope this isn't, like, the next plot for the next, you know, four episodes. But, hey, if it is, it is. So. I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, I think it's just going to be this next episode, and then they're going to move on to something else. Um, We forgot to do it last episode, but what do you think the moral of the story is? Don't think, just do. Definitely, yep break into your friend's house i broke into your house one time i don't know if i should say that or well but you weren't home and i busted into your house and your dog bit me <laughs> which one it was coco it'd have to be coco of course she bit me. yeah yeah 
I was like, Brandon has to be home because, like, you know, your car wasn't there, but, like, you didn't have anywhere to go. And lo and behold, you had somewhere to go. Wow. The one time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, do you have anything more you want to say about this episode? No. All right. But I liked it. And uh, I think things are going to get crazy. I think so, too. Uh, do you want to know what the next episode's called? What is it called? All right. The third episode of The Curse of the Shadows is called The Tale of the Phantom Light. What do you think it's going to be about? Um, I think, you know, <clears throat> they're going to get Sardo back to help him with the seance. Oh, yeah. I forgot Sardo wasn't in this episode. We do we yeah, definitely need Sardo back. At all. Yeah. They're going to be like, who the fuck can do seances? Oh, yeah, that weirdo. Uh, <laughs> so they'll get him back. Yeah. Uh, they'll try to talk to June Murphy. Mm-hmm. She'll tell her story, and it'll be like a story within a story. And, uh, yeah, something about uh, a lost love and... Uh, you know, she died by the lighthouse and her, her boyfriend got taken away by the shadow man or he is the shadow man. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Okay. I like where you're headed. That's like typical because I, I think my idea is also very typical. So I think that, you know, pretty much the most same thing. They're going to hold the sands. They're going to talk to this June Murphy girl. Sardo's going to be there. He's going to be like, no, oh, you could suck. Um, <laughs> I think that this episode is going to be the fake out episode, though. Okay. I think that after they do the seance, they're going to be like, that's it. The curse is broken. We're all good. And then they're going to continue on with their lives for like a day or two. Uh, They're going to get Connor back. I think. I don't know how, but whatever. And then they're going to start getting like slowly cursed again. And then they're going to be like, oh, fuck, we're not. We're still cursed. What? what?" It's going to be like the ring, you know, where uh, just spoil this movie. (laughs) When she helps samara out of the well and then she's like all right everything's dope again and then her boyfriend dies and she's like oh damn it (laughs) yeah i think it's gonna be like that and i'm i am a sucker for that i love it (laughs) so (laughs) i'm all for that well then let's hope so let's hope that they think they're out of the woods yeah i want them to think that i don't already know that they're trying to trick me into thinking that everything's fine but i know because i'm 32 years old (laughs) And I've seen movies before. Been there before. Yeah. And you know what else was uh, interesting is they brought in 1996, which is the year that the Midnight Society and the original run of the show stopped telling stories. And then they brought it back in 1999. So I don't know if that's just, you know, kind of an Easter egg thing or if it's going to be brought up or not. I'm still interested to know if this is a story within a story. You know what I mean? Like if this is all just being told by one of the Midnight Society members or if this is actual you know um i hope it doesn't end up being a story that someone's telling i think that's a cop-out so i hope not to i mean that's how silver sight ended yeah boo is what i'm gonna say to that not a fan of that that's like shrek 4 i'm just gonna spoil every movie shrek <laughs> God, all right Cortland, <laughs> tell us the ends of movies uh uh harry was a wizard the whole time shit I'm watching those movies for the first time now. No, are you? Harry Potter? Yeah. But let's let's finish this up. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay, I I think that's it, though, isn't it? I think we're done, right? Yeah. Okay. That's it for part two. Next week, we'll be halfway done with the uh, next season, and I'm so excited. Yeah, this is fun. I think so, too. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm having a good time. Between this and Pooch Perfect, my life is complete. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, Brandon? I've been up all night. I am donezos. All right. Uh, This episode is going to be 
incredible to edit, but what with all the children noises and such. So I'm going to call it now. So I'm out of here. Bye, Brandon. Bye, everybody. Bye.